to the, the hillbilly and the hipster. We are coming to you from Random Satellite Studios. That's right. I am in uh, East San Francisco, <laughs> as I like to now call my my home in Colorado. And uh, I am in uh, Western Kentucky. So uh, we're excited to be back. I am the, we decided last week, the hillbilly of the group. Uh, my name is Andy. Uh, again, I'm in, in rural Western Kentucky. Uh, excited to be here. Uh, spending some time with my good friend Chad, who is in is in Colorado or East San Francisco. <laughs> That's right. I'm in Colorado. I am the uh, I am the the hipster of the group. Um, and I was I was thinking, and I, I think I, I said something to you a little bit ago. Uh, I need to correct something from last week. So we got done, and and we we listed our or at least my my lineup for you know team jesus and team baseball in heaven um which again i, I think will be totally stinking awesome if we get there and that happens i left out somebody very key and i don't remember who i had in in, in left and center but i need to take the left fielder whoever that was out i'm gonna slide my center fielder over to left field and i need to put richie ashburn uh in center field I, uh, you know, my, my son's middle name is Ashburn. It's a family name. He is like my, I don't know, fourth, fifth cousin, who knows. But uh, I, we got done last last week and I went to bed and I was like, I cannot believe I left him out. I think you just, so, I think you just cut the family out for Andrew Jones last week. <laughs> yeah, but Andrew Jones isn't dead, so. <laughs> oh, that's right. It wasn't Andrew Jones. No, I don't remember who it was. I would probably cut Richie for Andrew, though. Let's be let's be real serious. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to more pressing and more important issues. What's uh, what's been going on in your life, man? How you been? I'm doing all right. How about you? You know, I'm kicking and screaming. I'm ready to start work. I'm ready to to get the kids back in school. It's it's that time. So I don't know if they've started where you are. Um, two of the counties around me have started. We were supposed to start today. But there was some technical snafus that happened, so we got pushed back. And uh, our first day of school will be on Friday. That makes sense. Uh, it's a great day to start school. It's setting everyone up for for success. But I, I, I'm not making those decisions, so I just continue to pray for those who who make those decisions. Um, and, and we'll see how it goes. But I'm ready to get some normalcy back into my life, man. Yeah, I'm ready for summer to be over. There's a couple of school districts that have started already. Um, the church I serve at, we're doing a back to school bash this weekend and giving away some school supplies and Absolutely backpacks. Absolutely love those. A lot of hot dogs and snow cones and bounce we houses. Did, but we I did one of those in Terre Haute last year. Huge, phenomenal success. Some fireworks. Uh, broke my senior pastor's toe at a dunk booth. It was it was a great time had by all like, except Dave. So. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true student pastor, right? That's I broke right. my I, senior pastor's toe. I have no regrets. Well, we have some bounce houses and I, I don't think I've ever revealed to you that I am uh, deathly afraid of bounce houses. Really? Yes. Totally frightened of them. I am. Uh, so uh, you can't see me. And if you don't know me, I'm large. I am not a small man. Um, I love bounce houses, dude. I will get all 380 pounds of myself in a bounce house and go to town. I will climb walls. I will do stuff that people my side, and if the owners of said bounce house ever saw it, they'd probably freak out. But I, have <laughs> big, 
I have videos of me and again my old senior pastor Dave from Terre Haute, who is six foot seven, six foot eight. Um, both of us in a bounce house. Yeah, no Jump, bounce houses for me. Walls and slides, and man, I can't believe you don't like bounce houses. No, I didn't even like them for my kids. Wow. I tried to keep them out of it, but they would they would partake, and I would be the helicopter parent with my heart in my throat because no, no, I'm totally a helicopter out. parent. I got that, but bro, I love them. All right, so I've got a I've got an inane question for you to start this off this week. Those are my favorite questions. All right, would you rather be able to run 100 miles per hour or fly at 10 miles per hour? Either way, that's faster than I walk. <laughs> I mean, the flying would be fun, but that's like Tim. I think I I I I think like the average human, if at a good pace, like you're you're walking like. I don't know, four or five miles per hour, maybe. Yeah. So let me ask you, let me a- answer your question with a question. If I choose run a hundred miles an hour, am I out of breath when I get somewhere? That's my question. If I could run a hundred miles an hour, but am I, am I exhausted? You know, right. my can legs I, like I rubber from, bands? Can I run from here to my aunt's house? Like where we go visit quite a bit, um, which isn't a hundred miles. It's like 25 minutes. So like 30 miles. So let's say I run from here to her house um, and I get there pretty daggum quick. Am I out of breath when I get there? Right. Do you need like, you know, 12 hours to recuperate or do you fly there in three hours to your aunt's house 25 miles away? The flying thing, it just like, I still might go flying because, you know, part of the, the, the traveling with my wife and my kids um, and so I like to have those conversations and embarrass my kids because I love to, to sing and dance in the car. I am the guy that you pull up next to and they're doing the concert. Nice. And you're like, man, I feel bad for his kids. Like, that's me all day long. Uh, so I enjoy that aspect most of the time. Um, so I may say fly. Just because 10 miles say, an hour, nice, leisurely, yeah, casual I think that flying. Would be awesome, you know, say hi to some birds. Do some loop-de-loops. <laughs> Do some loop de loops, be the evil can evil of the sky. Get along with my crow brethren. <laughs> All right, so I think I know we're both kind of raised the same way, right? To hold doors open for folks, you know. And I, I it was definitely instilled in me by my grandmother. Um, I think if I didn't, I'd get a shoe up the side of my head or mm-hmm. a wooden spoon later on. Not that I'm promoting child abuse, but, you know, it was the it was a different time. (laughs) It was a different time. But we are in different parts of the country. And I've lived, you know, kind of in your part of the country for a while. Now I I live in a definitely more um, cosmopolitan, if you will, you know, kind of place. Um, What's it like holding doors for folks by you? You're you're going into Denny's. Some people are coming out while you're coming in. Do you hold the door open for them? And if you do, what happens? No, I do. I do. Uh, again, it was that's something that that was just polite, you know, growing up. Those were the manners that I was taught. And so I, I do it. I've taught my my boys to do it. Matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, we were, uh, and I may have brought this up last time, but we we're going into McDonald's for lunch because. I made the mistake of saying, hey, where do y'all want to go to lunch? And they're like, McDonald's of all the places. Of course. And so they see these two these two older ladies. They're probably in their 70s coming out. 
Um, and so they just grabbed the door and hold it for him. You know, and, and the ladies were just oohing and on over how how gentlemanly is that a word gentlemanly? Yeah, I think so. It is now. It is now. Uh, my boys were, and you know, I've done a good job raising them. And I'm like, sister, I don't even know these kids. <laughs> but not and so it's i am pro holding the door guy girl dog you know and so if, where you live if those two ladies weren't 70 plus but 35 you get the same reaction they probably don't ooh and ah but I, there's a there's a quick thank you and walk on or let me let me roll that back it's not your boys it's you holding the door you get the same reaction or did they, are they polite? I think there's a politeness. There's a thank you. Very subtle eye contact because again, they're like, Ugh. <laughs> thank so you. Depending on, on where, depending on where I am in this urban metropolitan area where I live, women um, refuse to have me hold the door open for them. They get angry. And you the saying one- they can't hold the door open. Is that what they're getting at? Correct. Yes. That like I I'm belittling them. By holding the door and i've had those comments made but my favorite is holding the door for guys because guys will be you know let's say i think every denny's is the same i'm just using denny's as an example right but this was a place like that they're coming out the door there's that little kind of lobby and then that you go to the outdoor and it's like it's like a standoff they won't budge I'm still holding the door for them. They look like they want to fight you they're like no come on bro I'm not going like it's almost like um stripping his man card away from it by <laughs> holding the door open for him. Yeah, I don't know that it's quite like that here. Um, now, there's, it's definitely different if you hold the door open for a guy than, than a girl most of the time. Sure, just being polite. You know. Yeah, occasionally you'll get a thank you. But other times it's like, you know, when you go into the bathroom in a public place and there are urinals, you never go to the, Correct. the middle urinal. You always go to an end, or at least there's one in between you. Correct. Um, you know, so there's no eye contact. You've got your head down. You take care of business. You just walk out, right? That's that's what it's like here. Occasionally, you'll get a thank you, um, or you know, mostly you'll just get a nod, like that that subtle "I recognize what you did" nod. But uh, I don't know that I've. Well, I know that I've never been. Uh, I can open the door myself. Sans um, a date that I went on in college. Okay. Um, but she was nuts. <laughs> God loves her, but she was nuts. Uh, and I opened the, I opened her car door for her, and she was not about that life. She's like, I'm fully capable. You don't need to do this for me. Well, there was a mix of that, and she was worried that somebody was going to steal the car oh. as I walked around. And I was like, sis, I have the keys. Like, what, what are you doing? There's some other issues going on there. But I know it's a weird topic, but it's just puzzled me lately. Like, I'm like, do I just not hold doors for people anymore? Because it's kind of not worth the grief. <laughs> but then well, I, I think, think I'm you, still going to power on. I think you still do it, man. I yeah. think, uh, you know, life is cyclical. Yep. Circle-ish. Yeah. Cyclical, is that right? Yeah, cyclical. Oh, I'm stick with you. You'll learn me something one day. But no, it's, it's circle-ish, you know, and, and things come back. Like, I remember... Uh, towards the you know high school ish bell bottoms came back into style right? oh, yeah uh, now then they quickly went away again and the baggy jeans and then we had the low ride jeans and the straight jeans and now we're in the 
the skinny the jeans for skinny every jeans. worship leader. Yeah, which is why I'm not a worship leader. Uh, that and the distinct lack of ability to sing. Um, but, you know, I, I think eventually, just as fashion trends and uh, I think social trends will, will circle around too, I think eventually we'll come back to where being polite means something. Um, at least I hope it does. I know I'm trying to, to instill that into my kids. I know when I teach, I try to instill that into my students. Um, I, you know, on multiple, multiple times, I've talked to the guys like, hey, when we're going places, you let the girls in the bus first, you know, make sure that you, you know, if we're walking a distance, so like we'd go to concerts, right? Right. We park downtown Indianapolis and we'd have to walk five, 10 minutes to get to the, the arena. And I would always make them partner up and I would make them partner up guy, girl. And I'm like, I, right, guys, you're on the outside. Yeah. Uh, and you stick with your partner. No ifs, ands, or buts. I don't care if they have cooties. I'm like, <laughs> not asking you to date them. I'm asking you to keep them safe. That's right, because cooties are still an issue in student ministry at times. <laughs> it is. So I remember this this one kid. God love him. Um, he refused. I was like, just link arms so we can all stay together. And he refused to link arms with this girl. And I was like, fine. So I stuck her and put her in a group of three. And then he had to link arms with me because he kept wandering off. And so we're. We're, we're linked up, skipping down the sidewalk to go to this concert. It mortified him. I was like, there's, there's reasons why I ask you to do this. So, but yeah, I, I think I think it'll come back. Much like, uh, you know, mullets are back in style. Mullets are back. I, I saw at the Colorado State Fair, there's a mullet contest this year. God love them. Um, I would like to point out that I did rock a sweet mullet when I was younger. I have pictures to prove it. I and had a Ford a Ranger. I did have a Ford Ranger, actually. Not at the same time. I rocked a horrible mullet in middle school, um, and I used way more product than any one man should ever have in his hair. I mean, if you flicked my hair, it would shatter. Is it crutchy? Uh, Aquanet, maybe. Yes. Oh, this is why we have global warming. Yes. Well, I mean, we're in we're in Kentucky, so I mean, I don't know the mullets ever went out of style here, but it, that is what it is. But so I think eventually it'll it'll come back. Yeah, it's just it's it's interesting though to see how the way society is that just like what used to be just a really simple gesture and commonplace is now uh, I'm you know basically calling your manhood into question or I'm a uh, you know fostering a patriarchy by holding the door open for a lady. <laughs> how dare you foster the patriarchy? That's right. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> Our deconstructed friends are going to cancel us now because we even said the word. But, uh, well, I, I think that looking at that, I think we can actually expand on that question a little bit. And let's, uh, let's move to, you know, follow your heart. You, you, we've all heard that. Uh, and uh, Every time I hear that, I cringe just a little bit. Well, it's definitely uh, a, a, a mantra for the world, but I think I cringe more. I, I do cringe too, but I think I cringe more. I don't know if you're the same way when I hear it in the church. Oh, absolutely. Um, where was I? I heard a youth pastor one time leading a devotion, um, and he was like, you know, you 
you know, this is what the word says. And because uh, we were talking about dating, because why not talk about dating with a bunch of hormone filled teenagers? Right. Um, and so we're talking about dating and they're like, you know, you just have to follow your heart. No, 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 no. Nothing good happens when you follow your heart. Or um, the other one is, you know, your heart will never lead you astray. I beg to differ. Like follow, follow Jesus. He won't lead you astray. Follow scripture. But you follow your heart. All of a sudden you're leaving your spouse for somebody else's spouse. And I guarantee you that's, that's not, that's not in God's plan. Well, because you hear it even in a church now, you know, and, and I think we both know people who probably have experienced this. And I, I know people have experienced this, that um, the Lord's told me to get divorced. And it's not, you know, it, it's not a, it's not an issue where I would say, sure, you need to get out of that situation. Right. You, you know, but I mean, there's, you know, it's not an abusive situation or, or adultery is being um, committed, but it's basically like, ah, I've grown tired and the Lord's told me I can get a divorce. Yeah. And I'm like, where's that? Where's that in scripture? I heard somebody say this and I've tried to, to live my life this way. Uh, you know, and I've definitely told students this and even adults that I've counseled, I've done some marriage counseling in the past. And uh, if you feel like God is telling you something, great. Back it up with scripture. Mm -hmm. Because if God's telling you to get divorced, but he has said in scripture, don't divorce. I guarantee you that's not what he's telling you. Right. And, and I think there's times, right, even as believers, and, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm pretty sure I've been the same way that, you know, we've fallen into that trap of the follow your heart, right? Because that's how we're, that's how we're told, right? We're Americans, right? We pull up our bolt, bolt, our bootstraps, we follow our heart, you follow your dreams, like I'm still holding out that I'm going to be shortstop for the Mets. You know, if I follow my heart, I'm still going to try, um, you know, but, but I think about in, in there's two verses in Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17, 9 says that the heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? And then just a little bit before that in verse 7, it says the person who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence indeed is the Lord, is blessed. So, and it makes me think of a, a Calvin quote that, I don't know, I've heard it sometimes where John Calvin said that the human heart is a perpetual factory of idols, but I believe it's the quote actually is that man's nature, so to speak, is a perpetual factory of idols. Like we listen to our hearts, man, we're, we're in a ditch at some point soon. Oh, absolutely. Well, and that's the, that's the thing. Like, don't, don't, again, I, I just keep going back to the, don't follow your heart, follow scripture, follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right, he's gonna gonna point you in that that direction, and that's gonna fill your heart. Right, we're supposed to have a heart for for Jesus and what what He has. Um, and so, sometimes our heart is gonna lead us in the way of Jesus, and and by all means, follow it. But you're not just following that; your heart and Jesus should go hand in hand. Yes, Amen. Uh, but I think too many times. When we're saying we're following our heart, we're following our mind. 
and for lack of a better term, our lusts and our, our covetousness and whatever Old Testament Ten Commandment <laughs> word you want to throw in there. But it's not a it's not a heart issue. Like, well, God, God's God's released me from this marriage. Has he, or have you released yourself from this marriage because you don't want to put in the work? Now, don't get me wrong. There are times sure. that it's completely biblical. And I, and if you are listening to this uh, and you have walked away from a marriage, I love you. Right. Right. We're I'm not talking not, about those is, kind. This is, this is not a judgment in any way. You are welcome here. You are wanted here. You are loved beyond what you know. Um, so pull up a chair and, and stay with us uh, as I try to, dig out of this hole but <laughs> it, sometimes we just don't want to put the way and maybe maybe marriage is, is a bad let's let's go down a different route sure uh, my, my heart is telling me that I don't want to be in this career anymore that I've you know that I know he called me to uh, but it's just too hard and so my heart is telling me to go somewhere else it's not going to be easy. You're not promised an easy walk. No. In any aspect of life, your marriage, your parenting. Um, I have two small boys. Uh, one is adopted. And so there's some issues that, that come with that. Uh, and he is one of the most stubborn little boys ever. Right. Uh, you know, him. just as cute as a button though. So oh, he, he is adorable. Uh, he does not get as good looks from me. But, and that's where we clash because I too am stubborn as an ox. But if I just sit one day and I'm like, you know what? Uh, you know, God's released me from this. I'm not going to be his dad anymore. That's not how it works because that goes completely against what Jesus and, and, and what God has for us in scripture. And in no way is God going to contradict what he has said in scripture to you and you alone. No, you're absolutely right. I think about uh, Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. And then continues in verse can you, 6. Can you say that part words. again? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. That should all, be a tattoo. Well, and it goes, in all your ways, know him and he will make your path straight. No, it's great, but I, I want to, I just want... I feel like I need that written on like my day planner. I need it texted to me every day. Like, don't lean on your own understanding, Andy. Scriptural tattoo is that? Yes. That yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like put it on my my wrist. That way, when I'm writing something and I have to think about it, don't lean on my. Okay, that's good. So because my right arm, I've got. Jose. If I'm left to my own devices for my smarts. Oh sure. I'm out. Oh yeah, me too. And I've been there. Time and time again, relying on my own devices, they, they become holes that you can't dig yourself out of and, and God rescues you and, and digs them for you or, or lifts you out of them. So I, now let me pose to you a question. Now we, we've talked about opening doors and, and following your own heart. How do, you, how do you keep yourself from falling into this trap of my heart is telling me this? So I have to go that way. Like, how, how do you keep from falling into that? And don't give me the, well, I pray. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I mean, don't it, give me that. Answer it starts with prayer. It starts with prayer for me. 
and that's not the only thing, but it definitely starts with prayer. Oh, I, I, and it is. I, I didn't mean that to say that's oh, not yeah. how you do it. I was going to give you the biblical. I pray and read my Bible. Yeah, I but don't yeah, want the yeah. easy answer. <laughs> I mean, I pray and read my Bible, but I definitely, I've learned to seek counsel, you know. That, that's it. From, from, from people in my life. Like, I have people in my life that I try to seek counsel from because, you know, I, I've come through a really hard season and and maybe in further episodes we'll, we'll suss some of that out, but you know, and it's been really hard and dark. And I think it was a prime opportunity for me to follow my heart. Oh, absolutely. And if I had, and trust me, it was tempting at times. That temptation was real to just follow my heart. I, I did. I don't think I'd be in the state that I am today. Absolutely. Not. And I think that, uh, are you a Grey's Anatomy person? Speaking no, I've never that. watched it. I'm a man. Speaking of lack of man cards, I guess I'll throw mine on the table. So my wife and I watched Grey's Anatomy. We, we, that was our, you know, whatever night it came on, the next night we watched it because we stream on Hulu. We don't. We, Is that yeah, show still on? I, it may have ended last season. Oh, my gosh. Maybe I there's another one. That. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, it, as of last season, it was still going. Um, I have cried multiple tears over that show. Um I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. So Meredith Gray and a doctor that left seasons ago. With the hair. McDreamy. Okay. No, no, I'm talking to her friend. Oh. Um, That's anyway, all I know. It was it was her person, right? Like, you are my person. Sure. You have, to ha- you, you have to have a person. Now, the person for this, you want to be your person, but they also need to be biblically grounded. Yes. You need somebody who is going to be giving you solid advice and not just a yes man or a yes woman. But I know when I am in a time where I am trying to to figure out what I'm going to do. And if I have choice A, B, and C, well, let's let's look at my job, for example. Uh, We just moved to Once World from my wife's job. So I, you know, I resigned from the ministry that I was in in Terre Haute and we moved here. Um, and now I'm waiting for God to, to see where I'm going to be serving uh, in any capacity. Um, but I've taken a secular, secular job and I had uh, multiple job offers come through all with very good pros and all with cons. Um, and so now I was trying to figure out which, which one I was going to take. You know, there were multiple people. You know, I talked to my wife. I talked to you. I talked to um, you know, a couple other very trusted individuals that I have that I'm just like, all right, look, here's pro, here's con. What do I do? And then I also spent time in prayer. And so, but, you know, prayer, uh, the Bible, great answers. We should definitely be doing that. But you need a person that you can go to that is going to give you biblically sound advice. Oh, absolutely. You and, and, and isn't afraid to tell you when you're wrong. You know, on the flip side of that, I had a church member a few years ago who definitely was a follow your heart person. And I think I know who you're talking about. And and loved it, you know, and lived by it. And then came to me and asked me for advice, pushing the follow, follow your heart and really expected to hear, hey, go follow your heart. Go, you go, you go do you. And when it didn't, then that relationship severed immediately. So you know when that person doesn't really want to hear the 
biblical side of it or, or really seek wise counsel. They just, they're looking for the yes man. They just want an affirmation. Yeah. So a lot of times I think folks want the yes men, but the right way to go, right? The righteous path is to not have yes men around you. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that goes with everything from leadership to friendship, to counseling, to don't go to yes men. Yeah. They're going to um, bring you down. That is one thing I love about you is you're real quick to, to put me in my place, but even more so my wife, man. Oh yes. Like, most wives are super supportive. Um, and you, you got this honey and I, but my wife, God love her. If I don't got this honey, she is real quick to tell me. But I think she does it yeah. in a way she does that it she is supportive. Way. She's still, oh, it's, she's it's, supportive. It's uber supportive and it's yeah. uber loving the way she does it. Now she'll crack a joke and she'll get her rub in there. Don't get me wrong, but that's, that's what makes her awesome. But she's she's not a follow your heart person, and so she she lets me know real quick that um, I can follow something else. <laughs> <laughs> so don't follow your heart. But it's it's an interesting topic because it 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 is prevalent in the church, and I think the church has allowed it with a lot of maybe indirectly with songs that we we turn to and and, and media that we turn to and. And I, I see it regardless of age or season of life. You could be 75 or you could be 25 or 15. And, and they're all kind of embrace that cultural cry of follow your heart. I think it's because as a church, and when I say I would love to use big C worldwide church, um, but I'm going to do something that I normally hate when people do. Well, let's look at the American church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate when people dog on the American church. I've been around it too much. Um, but let's just look at that for a second. We've gotten too comfortable. Oh, absolutely. As a church, we've gotten too comfortable doing the status quo. And if doing what makes us feel good is going to keep things going at that status quo, then do it, man. Yeah, we don't want to move out of our comfort zone. I think the church is sadly sending people to hell at a remarkable rate because we want to stay comfortable. And I think about that to kind of piggyback on what you said before. I can't remember where it is, but when, when Jesus sends out the apostles, the original time to send them out, right? He tells them, he tells them to find persons of peace along the way, right? Those people that they can, rely on and you know i i think when i when i read that person's a piece i think those are the people i've tried to surround myself with now whether they're near or far or people that i know i could reach out to um you know persons of peace that they're not going to appease me or say they're going to call me out when i'm wrong or suggest other options but yeah it's it's really helped keep me grounded throughout this time so because I would definitely be prone to follow my heart. Oh, absolutely. Without there Jesus. Were, there were some seasons in my life, especially when I was younger, um, before I was married, that I totally bought into the prosperity gospel. I bought into the follow your heart um, because of some different circumstances that I'd come through as a kid. So, yeah, you, you find those people and God will strategically put them in, in your life. Oh, Amen. And they will come from people that beat you out for a job. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> that's how we met. Um, they will they will come in people who have fired you or you have fired them. Uh, they will come in neighbors that <clears throat> you never thought that you would need them. Um, but he'll strategically put them in their in your lives and they'll pop up when oh, you yeah. need them most. So it's uh, that's that's one of the, the good things uh, about God is he's going to show up. Amen. Every time. I mean, you, you're not going to be sitting at the, the bus stop, you know, as a, in the rain, in the rain, because no umbrella to pick you up from school. Um, he's going to show up. So, so that's it, boys and girls. Don't follow your heart. Trust follow in the Lord. Find it in scripture. That's right. If you're gonna, if you're going to follow your heart, back it up with scripture. I want to see, I want to see a chapter and verse. So, we got a couple minutes left as we wrap up. I know you've talked about your your love of of watching Grey's Anatomy. What, anything else you've been <laughs> watching or? And I I can't laugh at you because I've gone through the last few months of, or maybe like six or nine months. I just finished the entire thing of Everybody Loves Raymond, so I can't really. That's such complain. a good show, man. That's such a good. That reminds me of my. Uh, and it may have shed a tear or two throughout the season. So my granny loved that show, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, uh, I watched a really good documentary the other day with my wife. Uh, I think it was called Jesus Music on Hulu. Uh, and just talks about the, the CCM coming up and kind of their peaks and valleys and, and things of like that. It was pretty eye opening, uh, listening to the different artists talk about like, Hey, again, I thought I was doing I followed my heart and then I yeah. realized, man, I, I really should have zigged. And um, but seeing how God still used that. Sure. Uh, Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a huge music guy. I love music. Um, I love to sing, but I'm not great. Uh, thankfully, God doesn't grade on ability. But uh, I, that was just real eye opening for me to see where it all started, especially when I look at. At Christian music now versus growing up in small Western Kentucky, Christian music or bluegrass gospel. Oh, sure. Uh, the difference and really how far we've come, thankfully. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's sort of what I've watched lately. What about you? I'll have to check. I've just been heads down and, and uh, finishing up everybody loves Raymond and a uh, couple of, true crime things that's always my my to fall asleep at night to dateline or some other true crime nonsense and um one day we'll make it my old my old standby of the office i'm gonna have to go back and watch some of those director's cuts i feel like all right well 12 of you listened to this the last time so hopefully we'll retain those 12 of you and hopefully it wasn't you know our relatives. It wasn't your mom <laughs> listening ten times. I can I can guarantee you that my relatives probably haven't. Um, if you have and you're listening to this one, thanks, and I still love you. Uh, but yeah, bring a friend, man. That's uh, right. You know, we're 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 not above being laughed at and made fun of. No, we'll you'll you'll see that throughout the next few episodes. We're 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 quite capable of poking fun out of our, at ourselves. Absolutely. All right, so I think we just wrap with this again. I'm just going to repeat that. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
and do not rely on your own understanding. That's a good place to end it, man. I love you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take it easy. Later, guys. Thank you.